You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to pick it, and I ran in that first thing back to <laughs> biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show. I am Xavier Houston. Martin is out on assignment this morning. And I will be filling in. And I am joined by Joe, the man Gaither, sitting behind the glass, hitting all the right buttons. Uh, how are you doing this morning, Joe? Oh, doing good, doing good, Mar- uh, Xavier. How are, how are you? Oh, man, doing good. Uh, remember, if you want to join in, on the Alabama One Hotline, call in at 205-342-9904. But yeah, to kick things off today, we got a little news around some high school sports because of some inclement weather that is planned for tomorrow night. All games have been moved up to Thursday night tonight at 7 p.m. So if you plan on going to the high school games, it has been moved up a day due to inclement weather. Uh, Alabama has a lot of captains this year in the NFL. You got Matt with the Patriots, Jalen with the Eagles, Tua with the Dolphins, Derrick Henry again with the Titans, Najee with the Steelers, Xavier McKinney with the Giants, Jonathan Allen with the Commanders, and C.J. Mosley with the Jets. Were any of these guys a surprise to be voted captain by you, Joe, or was this something that you could see that all of these guys earned that? Mm, I think most of them were were pretty solid. Uh, Xavier McKinney maybe maybe a touch of a touch of a surprise, but I think the Giants are pretty pretty bad and don't really have many 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 other players on defense that they could have leaned on. Uh, but but obviously the three quarterbacks. And they're going into their second year. I think is uh, pretty, pretty standard. Um, I, I think Jonathan Allen, obviously big, big time leader type. I think Derrick Henry, big time leader type for sure. Uh, so, uh, pr- pr- pretty good group. I mean, when you're putting in 
eight to ten to you know eight to ten to thirteen guys in the league every every single year. You're gonna get you're definitely gonna get some that uh, rise to the top as leaders on their team. Yeah, I think all these guys have earned it. As you said, McKinney with the Giants is not a lot of guys that you could potentially see. Uh, there's not a lot of guys on the Jets. Maybe Quinnen Williams, but he's another Bama guy as well. Uh, so. Uh, congrats to all those guys on earning the right to be captains because it takes a lot to do that, especially at that level. Uh, B-Rob is off of his crutches already. Uh, you know, shot in the knee and the glute less than two weeks ago. Bullet goes through his knee, does no damage. Uh, a little surprised he's already off crutches. What you expecting for him to be when do you expect him to be ready for this season or is it going to, or you think this is just step one? Well, it's just, obviously it's just step one, but I, I, I think that I heard is what the swelling has gone down and being off the crutches. I think, uh, you could definitely say he's blessed. Golly, you could say he's blessed, uh, <laughs> from a bad situation into not so bad situation. I mean, obviously it's never fun, never good to get shot, but, blessed to have everything not uh not be not 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 do that much damage uh in, in, in all consideration i think that he's gonna be you know third fourth week of uh, you know last week of october first week of november you're gonna see him back out there pl- playing uh is kind of what i it's kind of what i would guess yeah i've got b rob in a couple of my leagues fantasy wise as a sleeper guy that i've got tucked away on the bench that I think when he gets back in the game, he's going to be the touchdown machine. Uh, Maybe not the starter as it was projected, but when you get down on the goal line, when you look at Gibson, you look at McKissick, he's the guy that looks like the perfect goal line back, at least for this year after everything that has happened. Uh, Got some true false for us today. Going to start off with the, of course, Alabama-Texas game. Quinn Ewers goes over 250 yards passing against this Alabama defense. Mm, that's right around the mark. That's right around the mark. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go false, but not by much. I think he's probably going to be looking at between 200 and 250. So I think you're going to go, you know, like 215, somewhere in that range. Uh, what did he do last week against ULM? I mean, they didn't ask him to do a lot last week against ULM, uh, but yeah, just like uh, just off rip, I say somewhere but in the two two fifteens range. Two fifteen, that that's about where I had it. I think I had it around two twenty five as far as where he could potentially end up, and I think he'll. I think he'll be right around there. I mean. Not really sure yeah, he if he'll be able to do that. At first be- he went 225 last week, uh, and they didn't really ask him to do a whole, whole lot, but but uh, ended up, ended up you know, 16 to 24. He only missed missed eight passes. One of them was a really ugly interception. But, uh, I, I, you know, playing against ULM, I don't really think stretched him too much. No, no, no. Not at all. Uh and I, I don't I don't think that two fifty mark is out of the question. 
I just was really impressed with our DBs last week. Granted, it was Utah State, but only giving up 60 passing yards on the game, it's hard to kind of see a guy making his first start in a big game, blowing us out of the water, throwing the ball. Uh, then we got two Alabama wide receivers going over 100 yards in, on the game. Uh, I'm sorry, say that one more time. Two Bama wide receivers going over 100 yards. Uh, no, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I think, I think, I, I think uh, Jermaine and, uh, oh, I think Trayshawn, I, I, I do think they're going to have good games. I mean, I think they're going to have good games, yeah. All right, so two going over. I'm going to go false. I think we'll have a guy break 100, and it'll probably, based off of last week, it'll be Kobe or Trayshawn. But I think we'll have a guy in that 80 to 90 range as well. Then we have Brian, I mean, B. John Robinson, <laughs> over 100 yards of total offense. Uh, I definitely think he will. Uh, I definitely, I mean, to- total offense when you include receiving and rushing. Uh, I mean, last last week he he rushed for uh, last week he rushed for what seventy and he and he and he, uh, he had forty yards receiving, so he was over to, over that a hundred. But again, they weren't asking anybody to do that much last week, so uh, I think they're going to ask him to do a ton. Uh, so so I definitely think he's he's going to be over a hundred yards. All right, over 100 yards for Bijan. I'm going to go true as well. I think it'll probably be a similar split. I don't think he breaks 100 on the ground. But with his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, I think he goes over. As far as game, their playing style, him and Jameer aren't too different. Bijan's a bigger back, but is very effective in the past game as well. Now, here's the big one. A Jai Hall. Is he a non-factor or not? No, I don't think he's going to be any any sort of factor in this game. I mean, I don't think he gets more than probably what two catches if he if he if he even gets any time. He dressed last week after being suspended, but I don't think he got any any time. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I say false for sure. Okay, I'm going to go with false as well. There's a lot of wide receivers for Texas, and the fact that he missed as much time as he did with, due to his suspension, I think he is a non-factor in this game. And when we, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and when you come back, we'll be talking about Coach Saban and some of his comments from the press conference yesterday. So join us on the 205. Join us on the Alabama 1 hotline. At 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we're looking pretty good on our roadways this Thursday morning. No active wrecks, traffic moving well. If you do see conditions throughout the day that folks need to hear about, give me... This is presented exclusively by Tuscaloosa Toyota, where we are all about people and all about you. Online at TuscaloosaToyota.com. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The weather warm and dry today, partly to mostly sunny, the high 87. Tonight, increasingly cloudy with the low at 69. Then wet weather is back tomorrow, cloudy with periods of rain and a few thunderstorms. Rain can be heavy at times, the high 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 67 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit him online at southmarkdesign.com. It's time for the Martin Houston Show with the same hard-hitting, no-nonsense approach in which he played the game. Martin will take you inside the locker room, down on the field, and across the goal line with his in-depth analysis. Welcome back into the Martin Show. I'm Xavier Houston sitting in, running the show with Joe Gaither behind the glass. And remember, if you want to be a part of the conversation, join us on the Alabama One Hotline at 205-342-9904. So now we're going to get into some of the comments from Nick Saban yesterday and what he had to say about the wide receiver room. He said he was really impressed by the group, especially the newcomers. Kobe Prentice, Isaiah Bond, Jermaine Burton. He said he was really pleased with the way that they played throughout the course of the game. Prentice had five catches for 60 yards. Burton, five catches, 35 yards, and two touchdowns. Isaiah Bond came in late, had two catches for 13 yards. He did have a 47-yard catch. Called back due to a holding penalty, but you were able to see a little bit of that explosion there. So really big things looking forward from this wide receiver group. And, of course, as Trayshawn Holden, the first-time starter, was able to lead the team with five catches for 70 yards and two touchdowns. Joe, what are you thinking about this wide receiver group as a whole so far? Oh, I mean, it's, I, mean I, th- I think they've got a lot of talent. It's hard to tell, you know, exactly how much talent they have uh, based on playing Utah State, but I think they've got a lot of skills. Uh, you know, obviously Nick Saban's not recruiting any bums. I think it's going to be just uh, interesting to see how they can continue. I mean, they had a great first week, but I, I don't really think that I saw any, any errors, any drops, any, any, any problems out of the first week, but – they're playing a daggum high school team, so you would expect that. Yeah, the level of competition is definitely going to step up this week. So I think it's going to be the first real test for these guys. But I think they're up to the challenge as a whole. But we have Greg from Alabaster on hold. Greg, welcome into the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing this morning, X? Man, I'm doing good. Just excited about football. No doubt, and, and at least now we get a little bit of a meat game. Find out where really where we stand. I mean, yes, I, I personally think I think Texas being ranked at seven is really ambitious. Uh, 
but we'll 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 see how good they are. We know they got some talent. I mean, but uh, yeah, some of the true falses you're going through. Um, I think you kind of on the money on some of it because, especially you know, even though it was a five and seven year last year, you go and look what Sark did. His yards, you know, passing and, and uh, rushing, basically were almost dead even. Uh, and that's what he's going to try to do. He's going to he's going to try to keep his balance. Uh, it, you know, it, to me, I think we're going to be able to score kind of how we want to against Texas. It's just how well is our defense going to defend what Sark's going to try to do to us? And I think he's going to he's going to do a lot of what he did. Uh, the national championship year, he's going to find a, you know, try to get us to declare what defense we're in and find the best one-on-one matchup. And I think he, he you know, right out the gate, he will try with B. John Robinson, you know, on a linebacker or, or see if we're going to try to, uh, you know, if we roll a, a safety down on him or what we're going to do. And I, I think that's going to be the key, you know, and, uh, I think that, that, that is number one key. And then the number two is will their quarterback, be able to withstand any kind of pressure. How fast is he going to have happy feet? And is he going to start running side to side, or is he going to be running for his life? Yeah, when you look at Bijan, he's probably the most talented running back in the country this year. Has a great chance of being the first running back off the board in the first round of the 2023 NFL Draft. And like I said, he's very similar to Gibbs in play style, but he's two inches taller and 15 to 20 pounds heavier. So you have that elusiveness. You have that ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. But he has more power in his game. And, you know, he made a cut against ULM that you just don't see guys that size make on a touchdown run. So I think he's definitely the biggest threat for Texas and how how they're going to build their offense is going to be based off of how he plays. But what are you thinking about a Quinn Ewer – Redshirt freshman, number one player in the country in 2022, coming out of high school. First time he's going to be in a real pressure situation. How do you think he handles that? Um, I think he he's going to be Sark is going to do everything he can to make everything as easy as possible for him because you know they know that he can't hold the ball. There's going to be a lot of quick passes, a lot of quick reads, and honestly, I, I almost anticipate it's going to be a one read and then dump it or airmail it. You know, uh, I just, honestly, I think that's what they're going to do because you can't take the chance of him going, you know, get back there for that three to four second count and, you know, one of the two linebackers or Braswell coming from the middle or however we line up, you know, coming and taking his head off. You know, that, that's what Sark's going to do. It's going to be a one-step, one two-step read release. He's going to do everything he can to try to get the defensive line to take some of the sting out of their legs. So he's going to run. I would I would expect a lot of quick screens, a lot of quick throws uh, over the middle. Try to get out in space. Try to get it spread out a lot like what um, uh, Utah State did at the beginning and see if they can win some one on ones. Which will go back to our defensive backs. Are we going? To, are we going to be that physical? We're going to be able to jam them, or we're going to be able to stay hip to hip or belly to belly, however you want to phrase it. And, and make him throw contested throws and, and make them, you know, where they're going to have to out-athlete our defensive backs. Yeah. He's going to have to get the ball out of his hands quick. I don't know how good this Texas offensive line is. And with the pressure that you know you're going to be able to bring with Dallas and, and Will and those guys, I think it'll be really hard for 
them to go in those three-step, five-step drops and reading the entire field. Yeah. So, Greg, I think you're right on the money. I think it's going to be a quick quick pass game, screens over the middle, things just to get the ball out of Ewer's hands and into his playmaker's yeah. hands. You got anything else for me this morning, Greg? Oh, let me uh, throw out my score prediction. I'm going to stick with what I did with Ryan yesterday. I'm going to say 45-21. And that's just kind of where I see it winding up. All right, and for us, it is Bryce Young's passing yards as the tiebreaker. Uh, I'm going to say 317. 317. All right, Greg, I appreciate it, man. You have a great day. Dude, roll tide. Roll tide. We got Robert from Mobile in on the phone. How you doing this morning, Robert? Hey, man. How you doing? Hey, uh, hey man. Yeah, I'm going to say 317. It kind of bugged me last week that, you know, we're like, we weren't able to run between the tackles as effectively as we, we at least I thought we should have against Utah State. And, uh, because when you know, we looked at the, we watched the game again, when Jameer Gibbs gets even a crease or anything, the guy's lightning. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. the moves, he's got the speed, and we only got to see glimpse of it because it's, um, it's like we couldn't run, we just wouldn't get an effective block in between the tackles. On the edge, you know, I mean, I hate to live on the edge all the time, throwing the ball on the edge. So I'm hoping to see an improvement in that in the next in the next game. Maybe they didn't want to show blocking schemes to, at Texas and that kind of thing. Maybe that's what some of the issue was. Uh, but, just, but I would have liked to see. I don't think we got one rushing touchdown in that game Saturday. I don't believe. Bryce had one. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Without the quarterback, but it's definitely, we definitely don't want him rushing too much. Like, I don't, I want, we want him to run more, we just, but we do not want him to be our leading rush, especially with yeah. a talent like Jameer Gibbs on the field. That, that just should be, I mean, that's, that's a, a, a shame. So hopefully that, that script will get to live. And, and uh, Jason McClellan, he's a, and he was showing some skills too when they opened some holes for him. So we, yeah, so I mean, when you look just, at the run game last week, it wasn't very consistent, but it also wasn't a whole lot of opportunity when you look back at it Jameer had nine carries he had 93 yards you look at Jace and Roydell they had eight carries combined so you, you you just didn't have a lot of a lot of opportunities to see those guys run the ball and that plays into it man running game is a lot about rhythm and things of that nature and Bama had a lot of short fields a lot of uh excuse me um just, just they didn't have a lot of opportunities when you actually go back and look at it. When you're talking about 17 carries between your top three backs throughout the course of the game, so I think you'll see a little bit more of it this week. A little bit more of that lining up, hitting somebody in the mouth, and getting things going that way. Particularly in the red zone, you know, especially when we're in the five yard line and closer. Uh, man, I would have liked to see a little more dedication to the run in that particular in that situation. And we didn't get that push. That's what.
then hopefully they'll hold them under 14 points. Holding Texas under 14 points with Sarkeesian is just is a, is like a shutout to me. And uh, Oh, yeah, without a doubt, in today's game, uh, my dad always says 17 points is the new shutout. So if yeah, we're able absolutely. to hold them to 14 points, that, that's a great game by Alabama's defense. Absolutely. And uh, what did you have for Bryce's passing yards? Uh, let me go 333. Just throw all three up. <laughs> all right. Got anything else for me, Robert? Nope. Catch you later, man. All right, man. You have a good one. Yeah, uh, so getting back to Nick Saban and his press conference, uh, a lot of people have been wondering uh, if he was going to address the proverbial uh, horns down, which is a big thing by Texas. You know, they throw the horns up, hook them horns. Uh, he said he did not know about that, which is kind of funny coming from Coach Saban. He's, he's just lying. <laughs> Why do you say that, Joe? Is Coach Saban stupid? <laughs> is he stupid, Xavier? No, no, he is not. No, he is not stupid. We both agree. Anybody listening to this radio station agrees. He is a very smart man. And he's going to sit here and say, oh, I haven't heard of Horns Down. What? <laughs> You're just lying. You're just lying. Well, so you think he was going to let the guys get away with it? Probably not, but that's not. But the answer, oh, I didn't know about Horns Down, is, is, is a blatant, flat-out lie. <laughs> like of we, you could say, oh yeah, I haven't addressed it yet, but you know Alabama, we don't want to we we don't want to win and lose with class or something something like that. Uh, don't say I, I don't know about what what's what's horns down, what's what's insta insta face, what's Twitter Twittergram, like <laughs> what's 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 uh what's a what's taunting? I don't I don't know. If you'd have said, "Hey, what's uh, you know, what's the gritty? Are you gonna let your guys do the gritty in the end zone?" Then and he said, "Oh, I don't know what that is." Then I believe you. But horns down <laughs> has been a thing for what twenty years in college football. Oh man, probably longer than that. Come on, coach, don't be don't don't sit up there and lie to everybody. <laughs> well, hey, at least uh, nobody tried to call him out like they did Brian Kelly the other day. But uh, one of the other things that he said that was interesting to me was he said that they're not going to name starting corners yet. He said he's going to let this week play out. Then you'll potentially see the same that we saw last week in Kool-Aid McKinstry and Terrion Arnold. Or you might see a different combo of corners uh, going into this Texas game. What are you thinking is going to be? Is it going to, is he going to stick with the young guys or is he going to throw an older guy in there? Is it going to be Ricks and Kyrie? How are you sitting with that? That's probably going to be Kool-Aid and Kyrie, if I had to guess. The original starters for the for, for what it was going to be this season before Kyrie got a little bit of a back or hamstring. It, it, it's really, Xavier, what, the, what it's really going to be is who practiced this week. Who who was most healthy <laughs> and who practiced this week. It's going to be the same thing at the offensive line. Uh, I, I think that he likes Kyrie, and I think he likes Eli Ricks, but I don't think that they've been consistently practicing due to – health issues and i think he likes terry and arnold and, and, and kool-aid for sure but i just think that he's been, he's going to play whoever's most healthy and who whoever's been practicing the most most consistently no i, I agree with that I, I would like to see a different combo you know i'm not really sure which combo i would like to see but from if these if the game goes anything like it did last week against utah state 
we're going to see all four guys and they're going to get in a, a some type of rotation. And I think that's good for the team. It's good for those guys to be able to play opposite of each other just so you don't have a situation like you did last year where you got two guys that were unprepared down the stretch in case of in-season injuries. What's your thoughts on that, Joe? I'm sorry, I missed the, the last part of your about in-season injuries. Yeah, just so the, the playing multiple guys uh, throughout the course of the games like he did last week, I think is a good thing so you don't go into – the playoffs when you don't have your two top guys because they get hurt and the guys behind them don't have as much experience as they should. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what that's what I've been wanting coaches to do at really all the positions is is utilize the depth, utilize the talent that you've recruited. You've recruited at such a high level over the last you know 15 years, but the last four specifically, just looking at this year's team, that there's no reason why they shouldn't be. Uh, out on the field getting reps, especially in a game like last week against a high school team where if somebody <laughs> makes a mistake or you have a blocked punt or you have a penalty that it doesn't really hurt you that bad, uh, you you got to use all the depth that you have. It, it still hurts you that you had to miss the Utah-Florida game, huh? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I mean – yeah, no. I, 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 they should have played that at 11 a.m. They should have played that on Thursday night. They should have played that uh, at you know 9 a.m. on Saturday before anything else got started. <laughs> and and uh, they, they should do the same thing for Austin P. and the same thing for Louisiana Monroe. Does Vandy deserve a big time uh, slot? Uh, no, but they're a conference game. There's nothing you can do about scheduling that. That that's on the schedule from the conference office. So. Uh, you, they'll, they'll schedule it at 11 or 6 or 8. It'll, it will, it'll be one of those three times. And yeah. I guess that'll be fine. <laughs> I guess we'll see. All right, but we're going to go ahead to break. On the other side of the break, we'll have Hank South, recruiting extraordinaire from 247 Sports and Alabama Online, or Bama Online recruiting. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Due to a possibility of inclement weather on Friday, multiple high school football games across West Alabama have been pushed up to Thursday night. Former Alabama quarterback Mac Jones has been named as a New England Patriots captain for the 2022-23 season. Alabama football head coach Nick Saban spoke highly of the wide receivers that played in the 55-0 victory against Utah State on Saturday night. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Run it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience they have the basic car wash that starts at seven dollars but you need to check out the premium wash packages which start as low as twelve dollars and go up to twenty dollars they also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99 going up to $39.99 in other words just double the regular premium package drop a penny and you can be one of the great members of overflow express wash my family and i keep our cars looking good inside and out 
by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard. O'Reilly Auto Parts Store. Or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Sound of Bama Sports, your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show, on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. We're in the second half. And we are joined by Hank South of 247 Sports Bama Online Recruiting via the Alabama One Hotline. How are you doing this morning, Hank? Hey, good morning, Xavier. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. So Alabama had the first game of the season last week, Utah State. It wasn't a big opponent, but there were some guys here in town uh, who all ended up making it in for the game. Yeah, you know, there was still a good amount of buzz with, with it being a season opener in Tuscaloosa. That hasn't happened in a while. But, uh, you know, it was a lot of commitments, a lot of uh, Bama's guys on, on, uh, in their 2023 and 2024 classes uh, showed up on campus. Um, but the biggest um, non-committed recruit in the 23 class was Jalen Hale, the four-star wide receiver from Texas who was on his official visit. Um, and, it, and it was big for several reasons, uh, the biggest being that he's announcing a decision on September 21st. So this was Bama's last last chance to host him before uh, he makes a commitment. He'll be in Austin this weekend for his official visit to Texas. So he'll see Bama play again, uh, just on a different campus. And then he'll be at Texas A&M the following weekend um, before announcing his choice. But um, you know, he, he was the biggest one. Sounds like the visit went great. We caught up with his dad about the trip who, who, you know, said great things about it. You know, they really liked seeing true freshman wide receiver play. Um, you know, he got plenty of one-on-one time as the only official visitor, spend time with Kobe Prentice, and uh, even spend time with uh, Jamison Williams, who was back in town. So um, I, I think Bama, you know, really set the bar for him. Um, we'll see what happens over the next two weeks. But I think they're in pretty good shape with Jalen Hale. Um, but beyond that, you know, like I said, a lot of commitment, um, a lot of underclassmen. You know, we saw some big names, you know, in the uh, in the sophomore classes visit. Uh, Mason Short, a big offensive lineman that's in the 2025 class um, from Georgia, was on campus. Um, so, yeah, you know, overall, pretty solid turnout um, for, uh, for a, um, 
season opener uh, against kind of a you know lesser opponent, uh, but you know solid turnout, and I think uh, Bama did a good job. Nice. Uh, so as Alabama's going out to Austin this week against Texas, uh, do you know any guys that are going to be there outside of Jalen Hale that uh, Alabama has interest in? Yeah, you know it's kind of funny. Um, I, <laughs> uh, I think I, I feel like Texas might be trying to keep their top guys away from this game just because <laughs> they don't. Uh, you know, they probably don't want their recruits to <laughs> to see what's going to happen or what's likely to happen. Uh, that's just my theory. Um, I was looking at their visitors list yesterday, and you know their top commitments are you know Arch Manning, John Tay Cook, and uh, Malik Muhammad, who's Malik Muhammad's still a really big Alabama target at that cornerback position. And you know they're they're not going to be in town. And you know part of the part part of it is uh, it's an 11 a.m. kick, so obviously you know, yeah. these guys it'd be kind of tough to uh, to play a, night, a game on Friday night and turn around and get to Austin, but. Um, you know, there's there's not a lot of huge you know mutual targets that I've seen on the list so far. Obviously, Jalen Hale. One other name I'd say is uh, is Deuce Robinson, the the five star tight end from Arizona. He's um, he's supposed to officially visit Texas this weekend. So um, he in in uh, you know we haven't mentioned him a lot, but he's supposed to officially visit Bama for the Texas A and M game next month. So a guy we'll uh, we'll be talking about here in the near future um, in terms of mutual targets, but. Yeah, so you know, I'm, I'm sure some other guys will show up, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure how many top tier targets Texas is gonna want on campus for this game. Yeah, it could be uh, a bad one to, <laughs> if you're trying to impress a bunch of guys. Um, mm-hmm. So, a couple guys getting ready to commit. You said uh, Jalen Hale, September 21st. Jordan Renard is also getting ready to commit. Uh, where's Alabama standing with him? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think they're in pretty good shape, and it, it's going to be interesting because you know there's confidence. He's down to Alabama and Oklahoma, and there's confidence on the Oklahoma side as well. You know, we've seen some crystal ball picks go in their direction from the Oklahoma guys, um, so that, you know they're hearing positive buzz on their end. But you know, on the Alabama end, there's also positive buzz. So. You know, he's been a guy that Bama's been seemingly in, in, in pretty solid standing for since, since the spring, if not prior to that. Um, he's made a couple of visits. He took his official visit to Bama in June, and uh, I, I think after that visit, it, it was pretty clear Bama was, you know, trending for him. Um, the only thing is he's going to be taking his official visit to, um, to Oklahoma this weekend. So um, they'll get him on campus last before his decision on um, on September 19th. Um, so, you know, can they turn, turn things in their favor? You know, can, can they get the momentum? You know, they could, um, you know, we'll see how, how that visit goes. But one thing of note, um, he still plans to take a visit or a return visit to Alabama for a game. He wants to, um, get back on another unofficial visit and, and see a game. And, you know, with, with, uh, Brent Venables at Oklahoma now, he kind of follows that Dabo Sweeney model of, you know, if you commit, you don't take any more visits elsewhere. So, you know, if he does commit to Oklahoma, um, but still plans to visit Alabama, you know, that could create an issue for, for, you know, his commitment to Oklahoma, or, you know, if he does plan to commit to Alabama, you know, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be an issue. So, um, you know, we'll see. I, I think Bama's in good standing, but again, you know, it's one of those we need to circle back on after he's done with his, uh, Oklahoma official. Okay. 
Uh, quick question. Why do some coaches do that? Why do they not want these guys to go to visits afterwards? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure. And I really don't think, you know, it's, it's mainly, I mean, Debo gets the most publicity for it. Um, you know, I, I think different coaches have different definitions of commitment, you know, but I, I think if you look at it from the stance that, you know, uh, if you're going to commit, that's great. But at the same time, you know, coaches, you know, if coaches are going to still recruit players that are committed elsewhere, if coaches, you know, if there becomes a scenario where, you know, there's not enough space in the class and, you know, occasionally kids have to, you know, you'd either be asked to, you know, blue shirt or gray shirt or, or go separate ways. You know, it, it's never, um, you know, you know, everyone has to look out for their best interests. So, you know, it's, if you're going to have guys commit and then, you know, you know, you're, you're positive. They're going to be in your class. You're not going to recruit over them. You're not going to do anything. And that's great. Um, if you, if you plan on fully signing them, no matter what, but at the same time, you know, if, if you have to, and I'm not saying I don't, I'm not sure how often this would happen with Clemson or Oklahoma. But you know, if you're going to have a kid commit and then down the road, you know, you have to move on from him or drop him, you know, that's that's a pretty bad look. So I, I don't know. Maybe they just want to take less pressure off themselves. Um, you know, so. But I, I think the me- the method of you know, you can commit and you can still look around if you want to until you sign. But at the same time, you know, if you're going to look around. We're going to look around. That's kind of the model most, most I think, colleges take when, uh, you know, in this recruiting process. Yeah. And well, I'm on with Hank South of 247 Sports and Bama Online Recruiting. Uh, when there's a couple Florida guys that Bama seems to be big on, but one's kind of trending, one's kind of trending to Florida, and that's Damon Wilson and Kamani McClain. Where's Alabama sitting with both of those guys? Yeah, with Kamani McClain, you know, I, I think this one's trending more, you know, it, it's hard to say because he's so quiet. But, you know, I, I think there's buzz in Florida's favor right now. And obviously, you know, it helps. They had him on campus last weekend for their win over Utah. And, you know, he, he's obviously been to Florida a lot. You know, he has good relationships with the staff from Florida. So, um, you know, there's certainly factors in Florida's favor. Um, you know, so I, if he was picking today, I'd, I'd, I'd probably – predict florida for him but you know he's not he's, he's gonna take more visits he's supposed to be at alabama next month for an official um you know and he, and he seems like one of those kids that you know the last visit he took usually is is a school that that's garnering buzz so you know maybe that that flips in favor of Bama again down the line but I, I do think florida's trending for him right now and and that would probably be the pick at this point um, but Bama does want to add more cornerbacks or another cornerback or two so you know they're still going to recruit him hard they're still going to recruit other guys but um yeah i'd probably lean towards Florida than Damon Wilson. Um, you know, Bama's right there. They're in his top five. Um, they had him on his official visit in June. Um, I, I believe he still wants to come back for a game at some point this fall. Um, he was at Ohio State this past weekend, um, and, and there's some I, I think there's some confidence on Ohio State's side right now for Damon Wilson. But, um, you know, another kid that, you know, I feel like there's probably like four or five teams that have felt confident at, at various points for him. So, um, probably wouldn't pick Bama for Damon Wilson, but again, you know, you look at who Bama's trending with at that edge rusher spot um, with guys like Keon Keeley and and, uh, and Quay Russo probably, and, and even you know some other guys um, still out there. So you know that's that's not a spot Bama's really struggling at. So you know, if Damon Wilson did go elsewhere, it wouldn't be uh, you know a huge blow to the recruiting efforts. And who are some of these other cornerback Bama is targeting this twenty twenty three class? 
Yeah, um, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, so obviously, Kermani McLean's up there. He's probably the guy. You know, they're 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 after hardest. Um, you know, Sharif Denson. He's a Florida commitment um, that got a Bama offer recently, and you know he he's saying all the right things for Florida. You know, if they keep winning, you know, you you would imagine he's probably going to get more and more locked in. But uh, he did say that you know when he got the Bama offer that that was the one he was waiting on, um, and he and he does. He does plan to officially visit Bama, I think, for the Texas A&M game. That was the weekend he was kind of aiming for. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens there. But, you know, I'm not predicting him to flip or anything at this point. Uh, Malik Muhammad is a guy I mentioned earlier on the call, um, committed to Texas. But for a long time, you know, it was a Bama-Texas A&M battle for him. And Texas, Texas got some momentum for him in the uh, in the summer and, and got him in their class. Um, but, you know, he still has an official visit if he wants to come back to Tuscaloosa. I think he visited three times in the spring and summer uh, to Bama. So, you know, he's very familiar with the staff, um, a guy Bama really likes, and, and, you know, we could see press for um, Damari Brown out of South Florida, the four-star cornerback from American Heritage, um, a guy that the Bama's been um, heavily in the mix for. You know, if they press for him, that could be an interesting one to watch. And then maybe – you know, they circle back on some other kids um, elsewhere. But, you know, there's, there's options. Obviously, you know, we've seen a lot of heavy recruiting at that safety spot. And, you know, Jaleel Hurley and, and Tony Mitchell can obviously play cornerback, but they're probably more likely at that safety star spot um, at this point. So, you know, some, some true cornerbacks um, are, are, are guys that, you know, Bama's still um, looking for. And for some Alabama fans, they know Keon Keeley was just at Ohio State. He's just at, or he's going to be at Florida this weekend. How are things still sitting with him? Yeah, I, I still think things are sitting well for Bama. Um, you know that part of the reason, you know, we were told he decommitted from Notre Dame. You know, there are several reasons, but um, you know, I think distance from home played a factor. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think that's helping Ohio State. You know, if you decommit from Notre Dame and then commit to Ohio State, that the distance from factor or distance from home factor wouldn't seem to really be much in play. But um, you know, I, I think he had a great visit. You know, he was on the sideline with LeBron James and, uh, and uh, Joe Burrow, all those guys as like celeb central for the Ohio State game last weekend. But um, you know, I think coming out of it, Bama's still in a, in a strong position for him. Um, like you said, he's supposed to go to Florida this weekend. It'll be an unofficial visit if he does. Um, and obviously, you know, Ohio State and Florida are trying to change any momentum Bama has. But you know, I think he decommitted from Ohio State or decommitted from Notre Dame with the intention of. You know, eventually joining Bama's class, and you know, I, I think he's uh, taking the time, taking the visits. But um, I think Bama has really kind of set the bar for him. Um, and, you know, that could obviously change. You know, it's recruiting, but um, you know, I still think Bama's in, in pretty strong position at this point for Keon Keeley. All right, and just switch into a little bit of basketball talk. Bama got a commitment not too long ago from R.J. Johnson, a kid out of Grissom in Huntsville. How's that looking with Alabama with him and any other guys that they're going after? Yeah, um, you know, th- it was a big commitment, a guy that they loved um, when they saw him during the summer. You know, they've been evaluating from him for a while. Um, so, you know, they were they were really happy to get him um, in the class. You know, once they offered and started pressing for him, it was pretty much over. You know, Bama was the team to beat for him. Um, so that's the second commitment. He joins uh, Sam Walters who's been blowing up this summer as well, summer into the fall um, on the AAU circuit. So, you know, I expect him to have a have a big senior season. Um, they had a, an official visitor in basketball on campus over the uh, over the weekend in Davin Cosby, the four-star guard from, um, 
from North Carolina. And, um, you know, Bama's probably, you know, he's, he's still taking visits. He's, he's probably about a month and a half or so away from making a decision. But, um, you know, I think Bama's firmly in his top, you know, three right now with probably Wake Forest, Virginia. Um, I think Tennessee's in play heavily for him. Um, and then they got some official visitors coming up later this month. Um, Chris Parker, the four-star um, forward from Florida. And then a, a four, another four-star forward, Caden Cooper from Georgia, is supposed to officially visit um, later this month as well. So things are picking up, and, you know, it's usually that time of the year when it does. You know, the early signing period for basketball is coming up in about, you know, eight weeks or so. So, um, yeah, you know, there's uh, plenty going on with basketball and football now. All right. Well, Hank, I appreciate you for taking time out of your morning to join us. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, BamaOnline.com and my Twitter handle is at HankSouth247. All right, you have a good day, man. Thank you, too. All right, that was Hank South of 247 Sports and Bama Online Recruiting. Uh, going to just go ahead and continue. Joe, so this weekend is a little bit of a family rivalry when you look at this Texas-Alabama game with the Brockermeyer family. When you look at James and Tommy, the twins, they're redshirt freshmen, probably not going to see a lot of playing time in this game. But their older brother, Luke, was an honorable mention Big 12 all linebacker last year. And their dad played there as well. Blake Brockermeyer was an All-American, as well as their grandfather, Kay, who was, uh, who was an offensive lineman as well for Texas. You think if this game gets out of hand, we get to see the Brockermeyer twins? No, not at all. Uh, well, no, uh, I don't think so. I think that those guys are way down the depth chart. So no chance, even even with everything going on? Uh, no, I mean, I just think they're way down the depth chart. And, and uh, I think that Coach is going to be using, using any playing time, any reps on, on guys that might actually uh, contribute to this team. All right, I, I, I tried, Tommy. I tried, James. I tried to get. I tried to get a little love for you. <laughs> no, uh, so as as we're wrapping the show up, it's Thursday night. Normally, we got high school games on Thursday. Or I mean, on Fridays, but tonight because of weather, they're playing tonight. Joe, where are you going to be at? Uh, I'm going to be, uh, well, I haven't quite decided if I'm going up to Hueytown for a Hueytown Hillcrest or if I'm going to Brookwood for Brookwood Central. Uh, the schedule changes have kind of messed up my coverage plans for all the games, so I, I think one of those two games is going to get left out, and uh, so i got to make a decision today. Oh, man, that sounds like a tough one. Well, I get a chance to see the Tuscaloosa County Wildcats against the Hewitt Trustville Huskies. County High 3-0 for the first time since 2014. And, man, they've looked electric through three weeks. Let's see if they can continue to tonight. Well, thank you for joining me, Xavier Houston, on the Martin Houston Show. Joe, thank you for pressing all the right buttons. Y'all have a blessed day.